Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Ben Rogers. Hello, morning everyone. Uh, as Tim says, I'm Ben, so I've been a part of HTC for about a year or so now and I have loved taking part in HTC Daily for over the last couple of months. I think it's great um, and it's it's been so good building community here, um, but also just kind of committing this period in our history to the Lord. I think it's such a great thing we're doing here. Um, either way, this is the place to be on a Monday morning, so I'm glad everyone's here. Thank you all for coming on. Um, today we're continuing in Acts 10, uh, and just as a really quick recap of what we were looking at last week, Amanda finished on Friday um, looking at Peter and the Centurion, uh, and it finished with Peter uh, saying as part of his sort of Remarks. He said, I now realise how true it is that God does not show favouritism. Um, so really great, really cool verses. So we'll jump in at verse 39. Um, and it says, we are witnesses of everything he did in the countries of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by other people, but by witnesses who God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Uh, And I just want to pause really quickly there um, to look at that last sentence, which says about everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins through his name. Uh, And what it's saying is God's salvation is available to everyone. So it kind of picks up on what we heard in the last passage about God does not show favouritism, but here we see that his salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is available to everyone. And that's really, really great news. Um, So continuing from verse 44 then. Uh, So while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who had heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptised with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So having just seen in the last one uh, about how God's salvation is available to all what we see here, is that God's spirit is available to everyone. It says Holy Spirit came on all who heard um, and the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles who previously were considered sort of, they were non-Jewish, they were sinful, but actually here we see the spirit being poured out on Gentiles. Uh, So what are the takeaways from this passage? What's it kind of asking of us? Uh, Well, I think the first one is it's asking us not to write people off. Uh, In this chapter, it's God teaching Peter not to write off the centurion firstly and then not to write off the Gentiles. Um, Jago shared last week about the cab driver he got talking to who maybe initially he had written off but actually ended up having an amazing encounter with God's spirit. Uh, For me being very honest it's often the banking executives that I work with uh, I know that I'm guilty of writing them off and thinking you know God's not speaking to them he can never use them whereas actually I'm so wrong to do so. Of course God can use them and I'm sure he would love to do so. 
Um, every one of us is made in the image of the almighty God, and that means we're all spiritual beings. So God can work through anyone. Uh, and if he doesn't show favoritism and salvation is available to everyone who believes and his spirit comes on all who hear, uh, then why should our own opinions of people get in the way? So that's kind of the first one. Let's not write people off because the spirit doesn't. <clears throat> uh, the second, and it picks up on what Peter says in verse 47, where he says, surely no one can stand in the way of being them baptised now. Uh, and I think that's really cool because it's kind of, it's Peter saying, like, right, this is my cue to get out of the way. I'm definitely not going to get in the way of God moving here. Uh, we know that his spirit can move at any time and in any place and through anyone. So we as believers are called to be watchful, we're called to be witnesses and to look in his word for clues of what it might look like when he does move. Uh, but we shouldn't allow our kind of preconceived notions uh, and biases stand in the way of that. Uh, it links into what Age was saying yesterday about sort of, are we too busy looking for God in one certain form, whether academic or um, emotional or experiential Whereas actually God is a God of relationship and maybe we're too busy looking for him in one form that we miss him in when he does appear to us. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss him because I'm looking for the wrong thing. So let's not allow ourselves to get in the way. But does this mean that he sort of just completely bypasses us and goes round us? No, of course not. It means that he works through us. So that's the third one. Let's be ready for his spirit to work through each and every one of us. So what he did for Peter and for the centurion and for the Gentiles in this passage is exactly what he's done for us as believers. And it's the same transformation that caused an ex-slave driver to write the words, amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. So by rooting this story in our own unlikely stories, we realise how powerful it is that God works through ordinary people like us. So how do we respond um, this passage makes clear that every one of us is called to be a witness, but the really great news is we don't do it on our own. We're not called to be a one-man band that does all things to all people, um, but we get to do it as part of a church where each and every one of us is called to unique spheres of life. Um, we all have our own rooftops, as we've been looking at in the last few weeks. So for some of us, it might be that we're called to take the gospel to financial services. For some, it might be we're called to take it to London's Muslim communities. But whatever it is, by doing it alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ as part of the church, um, we get to ensure that his spirit reaches all people and all parts of society. Uh, so there's just a couple of things I thought it might be good to pray into there. Uh, the first was just for his spirit to be working in our hearts. We've heard there that his spirit doesn't discriminate in any way. And that means amazingly that he works through us as well. So let's be praying that he would just be in our hearts and challenging us sort of uh, any favouritism or biases that we may have. And the second is him for, uh, for his spirit to work in each of our spheres. And I thought it'd be quite cool if people would be up for just maybe naming their workplace or the community or some outreach work they do and just saying, um, maybe if someone's sort of new to praying out loud or not as confident, there's some words here you could use that just say, Lord, I pray for my workplace. Would your kingdom come and would you use me to reach them? Amen.